Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Loners League podcast. This is your host and I have made it into the championship game for the first time. And with me today is fellow championship attendee. No sleep tonight. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> I'm also happy to be here. Usually I'm here just as the uh, the guest. I get to watch the other two people fight it out. So this is our first time we've had a championship preview podcast where it's just two people and um, happy it's you here with me. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, when I was, so, so we uh, got the awards coming up uh, later on in the podcast, but um, I guess just to touch on that a little bit briefly, uh, I think we're both very happy to be here because last year, this time we were both eyeballing uh the the toilet bowl and wondering wondering if we could scrape out of there somehow so um so oh, we yeah had a real uh, worst to first story sort of the reverse of uh of koi <laughs> yeah last year was pretty brutal i um was definitely on a downward trend because season one i was pulling out like kind of like the koi's type of wins from this season where if we had a median i probably would not have made the playoffs in season one but I just barely made it in, got crushed. Then season two was just rather not talk about it. And yeah. now uh, <laughs> I made it this far. And uh, this, yeah. and you didn't even uh, make playoffs in season one. So I'm preaching to the choir here not to try and rub it in. But <laughs> what? Well, I thought I had uh, had a really not. I thought I went back and looked at that and tried to disprove you. But you're probably right. I, I didn't uh, never, never quite made it, did I? Um, no, I know because I always did like your teams and then uh, they would bomb and I'd be <laughs> like, well, maybe I'm just not good at evaluating drafts. And that's why I, <laughs> I don't yeah, have I, the best I, drafts. I can remember distinctly um, at one point last season, because last season was abysmal. I was surprised going back and looking at my record. Uh, I was two and 11. Good Lord. Nobody's that bad this year, uh, but <laughs> two and 11. And I think at one point, uh, Fisher kept throwing trades at me. And I was like, I, I really want to stick with these guys. And it was like, I don't get your strategy. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, I, get, I, I guess there's no strategy. I, I am definitely not going to win. I just, <laughs> I just like my guys. <laughs> mostly keeping my guys away from Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't even uh, considered uh, playing for next year or anything like that <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> when he sent that message. And I was like, ah, no, I, I still like them. I'm, I'm going to keep them. So and, uh, hung out with them and, and only got two wins that whole time. <laughs> that was brutal. It, it ended up working out pretty well though, because uh, I'm sure one of the guys he probably wanted from you was Stefan Diggs because mm-hmm. he fell super late last year and he was a great keeper for you this year, even though definitely wasn't quite what he was last year, still, wouldn't be sad to have digs on my team right right and the other one ended up being uh waller who you know has seen better days maybe he can show up <laughs> for the championship maybe not who knows at this point yeah but the those i mean just between the two of those guys uh i mean that's that's a lot of the heavy lifting from the beginning of the season that that sort of set me on a path um so yeah can't can't argue with you there that definitely happy I held on to my guys and and held them through uh to this year yeah and then the other thing our two teams have in common is we both took out the two top seeds so they both came out of their bye <laughs> yeah. week and we said hello have a nice one and done run and uh, we'll see you next season <laughs> um I was able to take out Adam Jeffrey who had been um you know a top scorer all season really and we said there was some signs maybe like some red flags that it could come crashing down, but didn't want to rain on his parade too much. And then uh, he ended up, his team only put up one Oh eight on the week. And uh, the other three teams, we all scored actually pretty highly uh, after Fonette and the Miami defense kind of made it close on you Monday night. Yeah, that was uh, surprising. Um, I thought I was genuinely considering benching the, the Cowboys defense and thought, I don't know. That might be more insulting than, than fun. Uh, <laughs> if I squeaked that out and no, it would have been a blowout. It would have been a complete blowout. <laughs> if I'd done that, he would have been uh, whooped up on me, but. 
And that would have been you benching the Cowboys defense after you had already <laughs> accidentally yeah. left Justin Jackson and Alexander Madison on your bench. And uh, yeah, that definitely factored into the decision as well. I was like, I think I, I, I think maybe accidentally he's gotten uh, <laughs> everything I can give him. Uh, <laughs> those guys in, uh, I think I could have had another, another high scoring game on the, on the league. Um High scoreboard. Yeah, whatever. that's what I was. That's what I was just gonna say because Justin Jackson got like around thirty points or something, and you ended up with one fifty. Um, I'm not sure what the rest of the difference is with your team. I didn't do the math. That would have taken me too much time and effort, which I've never been known to do. <laughs> but um, I gotta say, it's, it's probably up there with the uh, the higher scores because I think the bottom of the top ten is like in the one sixty range. You definitely would have surpassed one sixty. Yeah, yeah. It would have. So I did play that game in my head because oh. <laughs> uh, I was literally I was looking at it. Um, uh, I think my dad was driving that that leg of the the road trip, so I was in the back, and I was like, okay, no out designations yet. I can't switch somebody into that IR spot. I don't want to touch anything yet. And then uh, my dad's kind of old, and <laughs> there was some a little bit wild driving, and so uh, I felt sick. My wife told me later she felt sick and queasy in the back of the uh the van um and so yeah that that slipped by as as not a priority at that moment because I was wondering like man I it's been a while since I've had to pull over to the side of the road and get throw up or something like this is not going to be good but stuck stuck through it and then by the time I looked uh all the games had started and (laughs) couldn't, couldn't switch my guys out well, hope uh, you're but it would have been feeling better points. now, at least. Did the wind help? help make yeah, you feel the wind better? did help. The wind did help. It, it, it was always, I knew in the back of my, in, in the back pocket was uh, the Cowboys sitting there and with, uh, oh shoot, I, I've already forgotten his name. I'm so sorry for the disrespect, but uh, the guy that keeps getting all the picks. <laughs> Is it got Diggs? Like 11 interceptions. Is it Diggs? Yeah, probably. Yes, um, Diggs. Yes, that, that's all the more reason to remember the name is, is I already know it. <laughs> yeah. You've got both the digs on your team in some fashion. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, um, yeah, it would have been 30 points would have, would have been around 180 or so. Uh, and definitely that was running through my head, but it, it it's all right. Got it. Let's take the win. Let's move on. Let's focus on this week. <laughs> and now the last time that you had something that like that come up was actually against me back when there was the whole, <laughs> I think it was Waller not playing or whatever. And that's when you just, it was not as happy of an ending as it was this time around where you um, just missed beating me by like, I don't know, a couple points. And then you also lost to the median. Right. Uh, so yes. yeah, we were begs, the median matchup. <laughs> begs the question now that we're in another high profile matchup and you're against me, are you going to forget to set your lineup again for this last game? <laughs> there are no uh let, let me just double check this i guess actually uh these are all sunday games i think there i i have no plans for sunday there should be nothing coming up if it would be a last minute surprise uh if if my wife said oh no yeah we're definitely going over to my my parents uh but you know, I, we'll see. We'll see how it all actually plays out. <laughs> I, yeah. I am going to try my hardest. I, as someone, as we've talked about before, is uh, someone who's gotten a lot of second places, never gotten a championship. I want to try my hardest this week, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, and on, on that note, I've got um, the that Cowboys game was a little bit different for me. I didn't have the Cowboys defense, but I do have another league. Um, where I was in a semifinal match and I of course had started the Chargers defense over the Eagles and they got me negative three points and Hmm. then uh, with the Cowboys going up by such a huge lead I had CD Lamb playing and he got me up to within two points of winning the game and (laughs) if I didn't play the Chargers defense if I just started no one I would have already won that game and Dak proceeded to throw to literally every single player on the team <laughs> other than CD Lamb. CD Lamb ended up getting one more target throughout the rest of the game and that that was in the second half and he dropped it and if he caught it I would have won. Uh, so um 
I mean, most of my games, I'm happy. I'm happy most of all to be in this league. Sucks I lost that one, but I don't know how being in 11 leagues, I'm in seven championship games this year. Oh, man. But what we were talking about when you said you've you've gotten second place so many times, I mean, I know the feeling because last year I made it to four and won zero of them. So I'm still worried the same (laughs) thing's going to happen this year. I'm hoping to come away with at least one. That'd be pretty bitter. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, uh, also, Phonet has had missed out on not just the um, the championship this year, and he lost barely in in year one. But he also in our fantasy loners dynasty league, which you are not a part of, was mm. uh, very close to winning and going to the championship and missed out on that as well. Oh, so man. our condolences to our dear Australian friend Phonet, and also <laughs> to Adam Jeffrey, who did have an amazing season. Because um, I think this this may have been his first time ever making the playoffs as well, too. And he had had a dominant season. So sucks to see him go out that way. But uh, I'm not going to complain too much about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah, it's, it's hard for me to, to feel too bad for anybody standing on top and, and hoping still hoping for a for a championship. So so I, I, I can't say I want to rewrite history too much. <laughs> yeah, we can't all win. That otherwise, what's the point? <laughs> That's right. There can only be one. Uh-huh. So, uh, but with that said, there are still awards to be passed out. So we might as well move on to the main event here, which is the Fantasy Loners League Awards. This will be our third annual awards ceremony. Uh, this time, though, there's only two of us to pass out the awards. So we each had to prepare six of them. And uh, would you like the honors of going first? uh let's go uh we will switch would, off would be okay yeah like switching off yeah we'll switch off i just meant like who wants to give out the very first award okay sure uh yeah we can start with each other i guess since since uh it sort of comes down to that with only uh two of us doing the awards on this uh this year um so i'll start with you uh i've gotta give you the reverse jinx award um okay. and i remember in the beginning of the season, uh, it seemed like every week for maybe the first six, seven weeks, uh, it was a contest between, no, the Packers are the worst. No, the Cardinals are the worst. No, the Packers are the worst. You don't understand, and let me tell you. And so you get the reverse jinx award because you're not only are you in the championship, perhaps in – uh, large part due to uh, Adams, who, who, after your trade, has really put in some work, but also uh, because your, your fanship, your uh, Green Bay Packers, are also like the number one seeds uh, in playoffs, in real uh, football playoffs. So uh, I got to say, uh, it, it's impressive. Uh, the, the Cardinals will be studying uh, the chat the league chat trying to figure out how to improve their reverse jinxing for next year. I think there's just one too many uh, Cardinals fans trying to do the reverse jinx and it canceled out. I mean, maybe that, that's that what it was theory. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> just have one designated uh, reverse jinxer. That's and right. And, and then they always got fresh legs. If they trade off, they've always got a uh, uh, fresh, fresh uh, chat fingers going. <laughs> that is true and i also it's it's a little bit too late or too early i mean to say that it's actually worked i've gotten this far we'll we'll see though we'll see and uh to be determined for the packers as well but um yeah coys has called me out on that before too because i'm saying <laughs> i would never admit the packers are good or i'd never admit my team's good and uh <laughs> i'm still not ready to admit that until all is said and done <laughs> that's all right that's all right uh, but he's a smart guy after all <laughs> that being said i'll still gladly accept the award in exchange i will hand you your reward which i have named the second chance award uh for multiple reasons because you are kind of the epitome <laughs> of second chances uh one of them we've already talked in detail about in regards to setting up your lineup uh the first time around you did you forgot to set up your lineup and you were punished very hardly for it where you ended <laughs> up getting two losses but the second time around where the stakes were even higher, you did fine. You scored the highest on the week out of everyone and moved on to the championship game because of it. 
that's not the only instance, though. We had you at the end of the season. You could have secured that first round bye week in the playoffs, uh, but you failed a miserable defeat to J.D. Gigi, which in turn caused him to score enough to make the playoffs and then face off against him in the first round where you soundly defeated him and were able to proceed in the playoffs. So second chance rang true for you there. And of course, to put a bow on the season as a whole, going into the season, everyone rates you as 11 out of 12. As we see in your team name, (laughs) everyone counted you out, at least as a consensus. And yet here you are, you're not in the bottom two, you're in the top two. So (laughs) second chances do pay off sometimes. Yeah, there have been a few points where I've wanted to uh, change that name, but but the the idea of but but what if I win? It, you got to have that as the name if if that's what you that's got to be what goes down in the record. That's so right, I, and you also I'm, don't want to mess with the good thing. So far, the name's worked for you. You don't want <laughs> to. That's true. You know, we don't want any regular jinxes going on. That's right. That's right. But uh, yeah. let's move on then to who your next award is. Sure thing. Um, okay, so we mentioned Coy, so I'll 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 uh, pull him up next, and Coy's uh, is going to get the the 4D Poker Award, uh, which is uh, a complicated uh, a complicated award to explain. It, similar to how his team is complicated as well. It, it always seems like Coy's is playing with those extra set of rules. Uh, going the extra mile to, to, to find <laughs> another drop of fun, squeeze uh, as much fun out of it as possible for him. And uh, he, he likes playing with those constraints and seems to be doing just fine with it anyway. Um, but, but 40 poker, uh, the 40 poker award this year, uh, the extra layer to that is that poker is played on cards and those are 2D and <laughs> the 4D <laughs> poker moves were not playing uh did not pan out very well for uh for Coys this year so uh that's his award he's going to get the 40 poker award yeah he was playing in completely the wrong dimension and uh that'll do <laughs> <Right>. it that'll <laughs> but he was do crushing it, it there <laughs> he was crushing it in that dimension in that dimension they didn't have a median because uh <laughs> most of his losses came from the median which segues perfectly into my next award to our other team that was most impacted by the median, and that is Jmart05, who is going to receive the Median King Award. Uh, Jmart was a bit of a dark horse this season because he would be losing all of these head-to-head matchups, but uh, little did we all know, he was going to be one of the top teams because while he was losing, he was still scoring a ton of points, racking up those wins against the median, uh, enough to get him very close to defeating me in the playoffs if he had just made one move of a difference starting Hunter Henry over David Johnson. He would have edged me out by less than a point and he could be the one sitting here talking and giving out awards today, but all of that couldn't have even been a possibility without the median. So he is our median King. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, if it, if it, um, bothers you jmart if it's going to haunt you too much then then uh, you know another another chance for earmuffs here uh because yeah just looking at the the league scoreboard there he's got the second highest points for but the has the highest points against and and it just seemed to line up consistently each week more than i've ever seen i think uh the yeah, year we implemented median a median he, he has stated himself he said if anyone <laughs> wants their team to go off they just have to face me and they always blow up <laughs> right Absolutely. And it was completely accurate and so who knows maybe even if he were to defeat me last week he could have just had someone else score like 200 on him this week just because they were facing him and got that extra motivation <laughs> yeah yeah all right. Uh, well, well, with that, I guess I'll I'll hop into the next one. Um, so, another uh, high scoring team, uh, our highest points for on the on the league standings. Uh, Adam Jeffrey has uh, the perpetually positive team, and and they have by fifty points, uh, not even fifty points, squeezed out uh, the most points for. Um, over J Mart 
and uh, he's getting the Shining Star Award. Uh, the Shining Star, not only because he is perpetually positive, uh, because he does bring so much light to the chat, but also because he burned so brightly, so quickly <laughs> in this league, and it wound up that, that he just didn't have enough gas left uh, towards the end there. So it is a, a little bit of a sad award, but let's focus on the positives. He shines bright because of that positivity. <laughs> That's absolutely right. And you know what? He's still shining even after that loss this week. Still seems to be remaining positive and trying to keep that energy going into next season. And I can respect that. Uh, Someone who was not maybe the most positive person this season uh, was constantly called out for uh, whining about his team's injuries. uh, Simply the best. (laughs) And (laughs) not to rub too much salt in the wound there but i gave him an award actually named after a player that's currently on his team the elijah mitchell award and so sibley was ranked pretty highly early on in the season seen as a big threat elijah mitchell in week one you know he went off he was this huge the biggest waiver out of the season people were blowing all their fab on him spending the number one waiver priority to get him (laughs) and you know every time he's played he's been great he's been a running back you can rely on and the thing is he's constantly suffering different injuries and it's always a different one and he's missing multiple games because of it so you can never really get that kind of consistency well Sibley has also suffered through a multitude of different injuries unfortunately to more than one player and because of that his team couldn't be as relied on. He was able to somewhat stay in that threat level range where he could beat you on any given week, but he could also just go and get the lowest score of all time on any given week because he had no one to play. So for that, Sibley gets dubbed the Elijah Mitchell Award, and he and his buddy Elijah can uh, hang out and watch the championship together from the couch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a it's a bummer, but but... A very fitting award. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, I'm sure he doesn't want it, but but someone's got to take it, Sibley. So uh, appreciate you taking that one for us. Um, I will. Uh, so, I mean, a lot of us, maybe this season overall uh, could be defined as players you couldn't rely on uh, with all the different IR designations, people going out for multiple games in a row without IR designations, Waller. Uh, (laughs) And um, with definitely these last couple of weeks, uh, all the COVID designations that have been cropping up uh, all across um, the league. Uh, Very few people have been able to rely on uh, their whole team uh, and I think uh, Giambrosa also fits that bill. Uh, I'm going to give Giambrosa the Florida Roller Coaster Award. There was sort of an honorable mention for this. Uh, I was looking at JDGG's team, who whooped up on me uh, <laughs> that a, a couple weeks ago. But um, I think I think really Giambrosa snuck this one out, and and that's because. He had the highs and the lows and really nowhere in between. He, he uh, <laughs> if we consider maybe sort of week to week, uh, in my mind, I was looking at like, okay, if you can score 125 points at least, you can be competitive. If you can score 140, you know you're going to be in one of the top teams. And Jim uh, Brosa, throughout the season, if you break it up into like quarters, um, he's got high score uh some of the high scores of the week in every single quarter of the season so it's not like just one player got taken out um and he also has some of the lowest scores in each of those quarters um it really kind of fascinating and and (laughs) hard to understand how it happened but yeah just the highs and the lows like a true roller coaster thrill seeker um couldn't think of anyone that uh tried tried to look and and definitely gm brosa earned it this year you know what's the most amazing about that is that he seems to be able to do that every single season at least for the three (laughs) that we've had he'll have these great weeks and then come back and score like 50 the next one and yeah 
And it, at the same time he's doing that, he's never the worst manager. So he's always setting like his best lineup, but still having these like crazy high and crazy low games. So I yeah. I can't really explain it, I guess. He yeah, just has yeah. all the boom bust players on his team, apparently. Clearly, clearly. Uh, which, I mean, I got to say, uh, I've been carried by, I, I've said it a couple of times that, that Mixon has put in work this season and been consistently able to, to help me uh, get where I need to go. And, and I certainly wouldn't have, I, he could have been a boom bust player in my mind. Uh, Cause previous seasons, it, it just seemed like he never could quite get all the pieces going. The Bengals couldn't quite get it all going. And, and I was not happy to have him on my team. And, uh, but yeah, uh, Giambrosa uh, snuck it out. And it's interesting though, that uh, I'm noticing his, his team name is consistently terrible. When here you are getting a, an award, sir, for being <laughs> inconsistent. <laughs> Consistently inconsistent is your there you new go. team name as given by our award here. Uh, but <laughs> I'm sure another guy that may have been in the running was our next award winner, Aaron T4, who was able to pull out some impressive wins throughout the season, uh, but for the most part trended towards the consistently, you know, not so positive direction, but the award I am going to give to Aaron T four is the one week wonder award because, <laughs> you know, like let's set the stage here. Some teams can tell earlier than others that they may not have what it takes to get all the way to the Super Bowl, And they just kind of pack it in for the year. And while that thought may have crossed Diego's mind where we saw him make some moves to trade for some keeper value rather than guys that are going to help him this season. Uh, he still, made sure that he wasn't going to end the season with a whimper. And he came out in the final week of the regular season, blew up, ended up with the ninth highest score of all time, even with starting Adrian Peterson, who put up zero for his team that week Mm. and uh, just showed what he can be capable of when he really puts his mind to it. And we won't be forgetting that. So he will get the one week wonder award this year. Yeah, and that, that was uh, – I'm sorry if you just said this. Um, uh, that was week 14 when – when uh, right before playoffs when effectively knocking Fisher out, correct? Uh, yeah, well, part, part uh, of the it was, chaos, it was the same <laughs> week, yes, but he wasn't up against Fisher that week. Um, no, it, no, he wasn't up against Fisher, no. Right, uh, just part of that chaos of yeah of, there was uh, a lot of chaos going on in that <laughs> week and yeah that was one of the just random events to end the season on yeah because uh I, i'm noticing he he's got his team name is played spoiler and that's that's a good team name you can now he he'll be able to uh if he holds that through the end of the season he'll be able to go back look at this season and go oh yeah I still got something to feel good about there. I played spoiler that. that oh, yeah. And now I remember <laughs> it was because he was up against uh, Sibley, who Sibley, it was kind of a long shot oh, for him to make playoffs. He was on the. <laughs> and he rode, he had an eight game win streak going into that last seat, that last week. And he would have needed <laughs> me to lose as well so that he could have a better record than me because so, he wasn't going to be able to get the six seed due to points scored. Right. But, yeah. um, he obviously would have also needed to win his matchup against Aaron T four and his team didn't show up. And not only did they not show up, (laughs) Aaron T four really just pounded them into the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Really, uh, really amazing. And, and uh, he found that silver lining there too. He, another, another perpetually positive. Um, I will say also, I I was impressed by like Aaron T four has been really, is still active in, in the chat, still responds to stuff and all that, even though he's, uh, you know, not in the playoffs or whatever, he, he's still active in the chat. Uh, it, it is also perhaps worth note, n- noting that some of that activity might also be uh, him posting his lineups in other leagues because he'd rather <laughs> focus on those, but <laughs> uh, it is still impressive. It is uh, he maybe got tunnel vision there. It's like guys, don't forget, I can still win games. <laughs> Here's proof. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, this isn't how it's going for me everywhere. This is just a fluke. <laughs> I promise it was just a really bad season. Right. Um, okay. Uh, well, so we can move from there. Um, let's see. I, so we've got 
uh, two left each. Um, I mean, Fisher always gets saved to the end, so I guess we'll we'll throw him in here at the uh, in sort of the middle. Um, Fisher, I, I'm sure, could be uh, compared to many things, but in this instance, uh, at least for the last couple weeks, he has been uh, to me. He sounds like a presidential candidate who uh, lost. But, but got the popular vote, but somehow lost the election and they don't understand and they're so confused about it. And so <laughs> I think he deserves the Electoral College Award. <laughs> and that's, uh, that's going, going towards all those comments that have been showing up. Uh, and, and we should say, I guess, uh, that, that he, we know he's been doing it in good fun, uh, but <laughs> he's getting the Electoral college award uh for all those comments that sort of fall in the category of if things were different the outcome would have been different but <laughs> things <laughs> weren't different and yeah. by the rules <laughs> you actually lost i'm sorry <laughs> yeah uh because if you're still following his alternate timeline of course he would be the <laughs> one in the, the championship <laughs> however his alternate right. timeline has flawed rules so <laughs> does not obey the the rules we all drafted by yeah so i love the award and i love the the title of the award is perfect because i don't know if i would have been able to come up with that on my own so i appreciate that but um on the opposite side of that award was of course why he thinks he deserves to be there jdgg who was able to actually secure the highest point total out of the remaining uh seven teams from the bottom by um he went into the last week of the season with a three-point lead on Fisher and beat him even more by getting an extra seven points on him that week. And um, for that, being the culmination of his whole year, I'm giving JDGG what I call the fairy tale award because uh, actually much like you, going into the season, he was ranked not 11 out of 12, but he was ranked 12 out of 12 right. by everyone, including himself. <laughs> and no one thought JDGG was going anywhere, uh, but he found a way. He started out kind of rough, but was able to, you know, navigate some injuries, make a couple of trades here and there. And it all, you know, accumulated at the at very end of the season here in this battle with Fisher for that last playoff spot. Not only was he able to secure it and make it to the playoffs, but he did it all at the same time while attending his first ever Seattle Seahawks game with his wife. So he was able to have a blast in real life and in fantasy. And those same Seahawks players that he was watching live were the ones that helped carry him to victory in fantasy that week. And so even if it didn't end well for him in playoffs, it still felt like a fairy tale ending to his season's story arc. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's a great catch there. Uh, I, I'd forgotten that he'd, uh, yeah, that, that, that showed up in the, uh, the chat that he'd been able to go to the, his first game, correct? His first NFL game? I believe so. Yeah. And it was the, the closest stadium because they were facing the, the Texans that week in right. Houston. So they were able to drive from uh, where he lives in Mexico out to Texas and watch that game. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry the uh, Texans weren't more entertaining to <laughs> to watch, but hey, uh, that is quite the fairy tale that you got to get, got to watch your team uh, go ahead and uh, carry you into the playoffs. And uh, I guess from myself and from JDGG down at the bottom of the those preseason rankings, uh, we got to go to Fonette, who I don't remember where he was ranked, but it's usually pretty high. Uh, and with good reason. Um, I will say uh, as well, as I was digging into this, as I was looking into ideas for your award, uh, I kept noticing uh, that I believe that first season, Fonette came in second. Is that correct? Yeah. Let me see if I've got he that. He came in second and it was by, it was very close actually. It was between him and Fisher in the championship. Yeah. And I think there was a couple point difference that if he had started one player over another would have been enough to secure the victory. Yeah. One, 1.6 points would have been enough for him to, to have it. And then last year by some 
I, I don't even know how that happened, but uh, last year he actually found himself in the opposite bowl uh, <laughs> down there at the bottom with you. Yeah, he fought you in the in the uh, for last place in the toilet bowl and uh, the poop emoji king and um, had just barely lost to me. <laughs> at two and 11 i somehow <laughs> beat him in that second second to last round and then he goes up against you and then just puts on the showing of his life uh in the in the the, the last place ball. championship that that maybe maybe would have been better uh used earlier on but you know he doesn't really get to choose that and then he's always been up at the top points for um uh, for each season, if you go back and look at some of those uh, those high scoreboards, um, I think until J-Mart bumped him off recently, uh, was that week 14, J-Mart made the high, weekly high scoreboard and bumped the last oh, I think, person I think off, that was Aaron was T4. That. that was the... Oh, Aaron. Yeah, that was the one where he he put up that huge point total we talked about just a bit ago. Yeah, he yeah. knocked him out of the 10 spot there. Yeah, he knocked him out of the 10 spot and then uh but he's still holding on to like two or three of the highest uh <laughs> the highest ones up there. And um yeah, I mean just always competitive, always seems to be in the running even uh or or a threat to to your season throughout the year. Uh last year I guess he wasn't in the running, but um was certainly a threat. Uh you you would feel that way <laughs> as our our reigning poop king. Um That's right. Proud of it. <laughs> But uh, yeah, Finette, you and myself uh, also, I mean, had had performances that week 16 that would have demolished anybody's score throughout that entire bracket almost. Uh, so notice that was weird. It just always seems like it's never quite coming. It, it seems to be a timing thing. seems to be like he's always there to guide someone to the uh, treasure he cannot possess. And, uh, and so Finette is always a bridesmaid and never the bride. He uh, gets the bridesmaid award. And it's, it's well-earned because <laughs> obviously you just ended his dreams a little bit too early again this season <laughs> and mentioned uh, at the top of the podcast in the dynasty league that we have, uh, he That's also right. just barely lost. He actually lost to Coy's um, by like two points in the dynasty league. And um, so Coy's actually has potential to win the keeper league. Like obviously this one from last year and then go and win the dynasty league this year. Um, I also managed to somehow make it into both the dynasty league championship and this one. So I'm going to try and win both of them, but Fonet unfortunately finds himself just outside of both of those. And I'm sure he'll gladly accept the bridesmaid award. I mean, that leaderboard is something cause he's really, his name's all over the leaderboard in the league it, it history. really is and <laughs> you can keep scrolling and, and his name consistently shows up i think he also shows up on some of the player individual player ones he's got uh, that uh the alvin camara 50.1 i think from yeah. last year and he's got the the jonathan taylor 50.1 from this year i think those are the top two and uh of course they're both on his team <laughs> yeah for a guy that's uh playing from a different time zone it, it really doesn't seem to be much of a handicap yeah, really not at all. And uh, let's not forget that he didn't get into football until he lost a bet that made him play fantasy football. <laughs> and uh, he took it seriously from that point on. And uh, that's how we got to the point we're at now with Phonet. And it's been a bit of a legend. Hopefully one of these days he can be the bride. Yeah, that's right. Uh, okay. What a story. <laughs> Well, that brings us then to our, our final award here. And uh, this award will be going to, of course, J.M. Pincus, who was our, our runner-up in last year's Super Bowl against Coys, where he had a bit of a Cinderella run himself. Uh, but this season, not so much. It's been kind of rough for him, but it's not because he started out with terrible players. He actually had a lot of huge difference makers we've seen throughout the season. Uh, the likes of 
Jonathan Taylor, who we were just talking about, or the likes of uh, Justin Jefferson, and there were other blow-up players, even Aaron Rodgers, who has been pretty good for quarterback and fantasy and might be another MVP again this year, uh, but didn't seem to hold on to them. So this award I am calling the Cash for Gold Award. And now it, <laughs> this could be interpreted in different ways. Some people do see there's a lot of value in gold. I mean, in name value, at least gold is always going to be something that's thought of as very valuable and it can be a bit of an investment. Uh, whereas cash can fluctuate, but the thing with cash is, you know, you can spend it and get your money's worth right away. Whereas gold, not so much. So I went and looked at, there weren't a ton of trades for Jam Pinkus this season, but they were all very impactful. Uh, for example, Justin Jefferson traded him away and in return got AJ Brown and Devonte Smith. Now that's not a terrible trade. It just on paper, but for this season doesn't really pay off at all. AJ Brown just right. had a great week, but I mean, that was after he was on IR for forever and Jam Pincus is already out of the playoffs. Right. Uh, Devonte Smith, you know, had a couple games here and there, but overall not something he can cash in on for this year. So that's one example. Now we just got done talking about how Taylor has been incredible for Phonet came up short this week, but still. Uh, so he gave up Jonathan Taylor for Alvin Kamara, who again, Kamara's always been an RB one, very valuable, but right after that trade, he was injured, not able to do anything for JM Pincus while Jonathan Taylor just goes on a tears and immediately able to help vault Phonet to be one of the favorites on the season, even mm -hmm. if he couldn't make it all the way. And lastly, I mentioned Aaron Rodgers. He actually gave up an Aaron Rodgers, a Tyler Lockett, and guys that may not have panned out, but um, in exchange for a Saquon Barkley and a Fant. Whereas, again, we got Saquon Barkley, huge name value, doesn't quite pay off for this season. So uh, Jam Pincus was holding his own cash for gold exchange this season, and who knows, maybe the price on gold will go up going into next season and he can turn things around. Sure. Yeah. It's a, it's a speculative market, but uh, yeah. So, so we're, he's waiting to see, he's waiting to see if any of this pays out because Jam Pincus, it is not a loss until you sell. <laughs> that is, That's right. <laughs> that is the, the biggest lesson to be learned from uh, wall street bets or, or, or the like. Yeah. From the whole the, uh, GameStop and Dogecoin and all of that that was going <laughs> on right. earlier in the year. Yeah, if you're still holding, keep holding and it won't be a loss until you sell it. That's right. <laughs> all yeah. right. Well, that's going to conclude our Fantasy Loners League Awards. So just a round of applause for us all for getting this far and earning those awards. Absolutely. Yeah. Hope they enjoy them as much as we enjoyed giving them out. And now they can enjoy those awards and watch us battle for the, the one that means the most to us in the championship. That's right. Uh, bragging rights and, and lording it over people. Um, and I got to say, I, 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 coming back to that, I think, uh, I mean, I, I just might be the people's favorite. I mean, I, I just, it's hard to imagine a world uh, that's not meant to sound like hubris. Uh, <laughs> I'm not trying to jinx myself, but uh, it's hard to imagine a world where people start rooting for the commish. So <laughs> I know that I guess the one thing I got going for me is the villains always seem to win in this league. You know, uh, <laughs> if, if the heroes were meant to win, Phonet would have beaten Fisher Sports. And That's, won. There you go. <laughs> or uh, J.M. Pincus would have rode his Cinderella story to a championship win over Koi's last season. But instead, of course, Koi's wins that. And now we've got the the commissioner, really the only one in the playoffs that um, no one wanted to win going in of the six teams. Here I am trying to ruin everyone's dreams once more. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Actually, uh, the other thing that you just mentioned that now I got to go check. Uh, I'm curious about. You mentioned uh, the names you're mentioning. Like, yeah, seems like everybody who makes it into the championship can't quite follow up on it the next year uh let's see yeah because fisher was eliminated first round of playoff by a solid margin uh last year so maybe that's the one exception but finette was down there in the toilet bowl with you and jm pinkus and and coys this year are, are definitely in that that 
lower bracket um, SWAT net folks. So I, I yeah. I, that's a good point one of us better sort of <laughs> that puts a lot more pressure on us it's like yeah if, if we I, don't, I don't win this back. year we're both not making playoffs next year right yeah sort of interesting how how it uh even with all the trades fisher was able to pull off he slapped together a team that they got eliminated uh last year in the first round and didn't make it to playoffs this year um and kind of what you would predict in in real football that like oh well hey we're going for the championship this year let's make the investment and then whatever happens people retire whatever uh you know people were injured uh not as much time to recover whatever happens there um you know you're you're not quite as competitive the next year uh maybe you still have a winning season and all that but that's interesting that sort of a trend we might have brewing um and i'm not looking forward to being on the other side of it yeah i think it just goes to show how just competitive this league is in general that (laughs) any one of us can really make it to the championship or just be in the toilet bowl (laughs) (laughs) yeah absolutely we can't finish talking about the championship until i of course bring up alexander madison once more because (laughs) (laughs) Of course, just the way that this story is going to end here is it's such a pivotal thing for our matchup where I have Dalvin Cook, you still have Madison because you famously would not trade him to me unless it was for (laughs) just millions of dollars. Yeah, that's um, right. Now with Cook being unvaccinated, that 10 day window brings him really right up until uh, that game day. So it's possible Cook misses, which means Alexander Madison if you decided to actually start him would be a huge difference maker in that <laughs> matchup. It I, could also I will be starting him this year, uh, <laughs> this, this week. If, if cook is not active, um, that is one I've definitely got my eye on. And it, it is definitely the storyline. As I told you during that trade, uh, I've always kind of, for whatever reason in my head, I, I guess I just couldn't figure out how to maintain the team all the way through the, those late, playoff games and I couldn't figure out how so the only strategy I've come up with is I'm going to go steal somebody else's handcuff hold them all year or uh, most of the year most of the season and hopefully (laughs) I just hit a lottery ticket I just get get one of those obvious uh, lottery tickets that, that are the backup running backs and Madison's been a key one Pollard I thought was a key one but this year it's been him and Zeke every game i they both yeah it's been a weird always split <laughs> yeah so <laughs> glad i didn't choose him um <laughs> but uh yeah so so definitely need madison and it would just be that much sweeter to uh to win <laughs> over you uh the, the the cook holder yeah i i think it could be it'll be a giant difference maker just depending on who gets the running back for the vikings to start because uh, they do have the packers this week it is in lambo it's supposed to be super super cold uh, it's a sunday night game and uh yeah. the packers i mean if anyone watched the christmas day game they can't stop the run at all <laughs> so right. whether it's cook whether it's madison i expect either player to have a good game i just hope it's the player that's on my fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, no, uh, uh, I'm a similar boat where we're squared away there. I, everybody's wanting it. I'm also looking through your roster here. Um, we got a good Ertz Goddard matchup coming up. Oh yeah. Uh, I like that. Uh, I was going to say, I, I know you, you've got Tannehill in another league. Um, because quarterbacks aren't important, folks, but you got Prescott in this one, so I'm not looking forward to that matchup. <laughs> I mean, you're just hoping the Prescott uh, prior to this last week shows up, the one that was getting me like 10, 11, 12 points. Right. Yeah, the yeah the 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 lows. I'm looking for the lows, not the highs there. Uh, yeah, he really does. Gosh, it's uh, over 25 points or it's under 15. Um, <laughs> got another roller coaster here. Uh, for real. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, you really, that, was this a waiver wire pickup? I, I forgot to go look this up. Was Cordero Pat, Patterson a waiver wire pickup? Yeah, I picked him up early on. And, you know, he, oh, I feel like he's overdue, but it's still scary to start him. But who knows, with COVID, <laughs> I might not have a choice. I might right. have to start him no matter what. 
I don't know. I, I feel like that guy's earned the spot after uh, after the first half of that season. But I, I do see – I'm looking at it now, the game log, and it, it does look like he's kind of fallen off. Uh, DJ Moore, a second-round keeper. Um, and that, that – Yeah, it's a high price I mean, tag. I mostly – but... those nicknames were for my own, so I like yeah, no. remembering it <laughs> later. On. Yeah, it's great, great reference. Yeah, you stacked at wide receiver. I used to feel I was stacked at right wide receiver boy, I'm not liking this matchup. Okay. Uh, <laughs> come on, Dalvin Cook. Let's uh, let's see if you can go ahead and sit out. All right. <laughs> it, it, it'll, it'll still work. I mean, Joe Mixon, he can blow up any week. Uh, then Daryl Williams, I know you accidentally played him last week, but now Clyde's hurt. So Daryl Williams could be a great play still this week. I mean, Stefan Diggs, right. Hunter Renfro. It's like you have the best of both worlds there. If Waller is healthy, that's great. You can play Waller. If he's injured, that's great. More targets for Hunter Renfro. Right. And uh, yeah. that's funny how how well that trade worked out for you too in hindsight. It, it really you, is. You accidentally, accidentally sleepily <laughs> accepted. Yeah. Uh, accident, uh, accepted it, but but thought like, oh, those, he's going to pay me 10 fam. Uh, okay. That, that swings it toward my – like. I don't have to feel too bad about it. And then I saw that I was at 90, 90 fab total. And I just thought, yeah, I got to read these things closer. This, this I'm, I'm dumb. This is, this is not okay. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and how about uh, Devin Singletary here? The yeah. past few weeks in a row now he's been good. <laughs> I know I've played him two of his useful games. Uh, he's only had like four of them. So, so now that, that percentage is just skyrocketing this these last couple of weeks. And now he gets Atlanta. I mean, so you, you're probably okay in running back world. Hoping, hoping, <laughs> but yeah, yeah those, uh, uh, so it will be a good matchup. Uh, we, I will try to keep it, uh, <laughs> a PG 13 in, in the chat. Uh, but, but I can also see my hopes collapsing and all sorts of frustration coming out so we'll see we'll see i think all of us other than fish are over 13 so you should be okay (laughs) yeah i had to get the last fisher dig in there (laughs) (laughs) always good for an extra one there uh good good transition into uh something else the i guess the last thing we have um is that uh is the uh, just continuing the Greek mythology draft, which is a full circle moment here because uh, <laughs> this was sparked with you the first time you came on this season, uh, where you were inspired by the draft Phonette and I did, who you just now right. took out. So Phonette didn't even get a chance <laughs> to draft a Greek mythology character for our team, but that's okay. You'll fill in again for him. It, I wonder if we go back uh, to that monster, what I, I can't, that monster draft. I can't remember what he did with the chimera. I uh, believe that's where I the chimera that, was a tight end for him because it, it was a hybrid tight end because the chimera wow. is made up of so many different animals. Right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, we can play two tight end sets. Um <laughs> Uh, so maybe, maybe we could just add him in, but, um, if I'm getting another selection here, uh, I've decided, uh, to kind of continue with the gods. Um, they're overpowered. And so similar to, uh, Koi, uh, I feel like they have one. I, I feel like you have to use them, uh, make use of that power in some way, but similar to Koi, I also don't want my team to be too powerful. Just uh, you know, running over people with, uh, or, or freezing them in place with Medusa, um, who's still up for grabs. If somebody wants to figure out how to use that, That's true. uh, but I am going to, uh, go with, uh, we've got the, the God of, of, uh, the underworld and, uh, the sea, and I will go continue that with, uh, uh, Zeus, the other big three, um, member god of land and air and uh he's gonna be our kicker actually the the, he'll be the god of hang time zeus the kicker oh (laughs) i love that so much because you think of like strongest gods you go zeus think of strongest like football position no one says kicker right (laughs) the juxtaposition is great and i'm sure i can just imagine his brothers poseidon and hades giving him crap for being the kicker on the team and, uh, <laughs> that's right i love that's it right. if you want to elaborate more on that please by all means 
Yeah, no, no, uh, that, that's pretty much it. It's just the punchline that I was going for there. <laughs> and, uh, and, and assuming that, you know, uh, whatever static electricity or wind you can cook up is, is going to be useful in, uh, directing that football and, and getting bo- points on the board. So, uh, obviously a very important position, uh, but, uh, yeah, taking, taking one of the top guns and, and sticking them in the kicker is probably, yeah, uh, quite the juxtaposition for sure. Um, I guess one of the things you did, uh, you kind of made me think of just now um, with that is that my, my wife actually named her dog. He's still kicking around here. Uh, um, Zeus. And he, <laughs> for like, until we got another dog and he loosened up, he would almost exclusively uh, sit on his pillow and stare at her and tremble as if trying to will something in existence as if or or scared or something so here was zeus the mighty and he was always shaking uh until she would look over and then his tail might twitch and she'd call him up and that was his other activity is cowering on the pillow or cuddling with my wife (laughs) zeus the mighty how old is zeus the mighty now zeus the mighty is i think seven years old uh so he's he's doing all right he'll he'll have some he's got a little gray in the face now and uh just a a little terrier a little 15 pound terrier (laughs) oh he's still got some good years left he'll be good for a for a while there maybe maybe he can work (laughs) up some courage maybe not (laughs) (laughs) that that boat might have sailed i think i think uh the other dog we got uh another female terrier is like 30 30 pounds and i think she's uh she's become like the alpha (laughs) naturally she she dominates them so there you go that that's the kind of zeus those are the kind of zeus's i like (laughs) i i agree and that the the whole domination thing actually just reminded me of a flashback to your power rankings from last week and i just had to bring up um your kilt do you actually wear a kilt or is that just for the visual (laughs) no i've got a little uh uh scotch irish uh blood in me but um on my father's side but uh no 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 kilt i don't have uh never never in one place long enough i guess to go to any of those like uh scottish heritage uh clubs or or groups and and try to learn about that and and play bagpipes or anything like that um so no i don't actually have them but uh living in texas uh maybe we'll see how much i'm about to push my luck but but Coys and, and maybe even J-Mart if he's a he's a fan of the Cowboys but he's not actually out here is he? he is he in Dallas he's no he's out in California somewhere out in California yeah so uh but he had to pick it up from somewhere so I imagine he's been to Texas at least a couple times uh but <laughs> uh, yeah so uh, I'm sure they can relate in in the the middle of the summer sometimes you wish you could get away with wearing a squirt skirt and uh not having to <laughs> wear slacks to the office or something like that yeah and then maybe uh you could get some tanning on a region that might be a little bit pale per your <laughs> description. You that's right <laughs> well uh how about this if you if you win the championship instead of getting a championship belt you'll have to go out and get yourself a championship kilt championship kilt i am down for that <laughs> and then should we ever have a fabled loners league gathering you'll have to wear that championship kilt out <laughs> All right. Uh, please, the I, flashing I won't deal, be but necessary. now we've got to make it two-sided. How, what, what are you getting? What, what odd piece of clothing or, or whatever are you, are you getting? That's a good question. Maybe we should leave that up to uh, the rest of the league to the side, or unless you have you a, an idea right now that you can. You, I, I do not. I'm definitely putting you on the spot. And <laughs> so, well, so you it's hard just, to uh, come up with one that. for myself. You know, I feel like that's got to be designated by a group of others or by another <laughs> individual. It's like, yeah. you know, re- like coming up with your own nickname. You can't just do that. That's right. That's true. That's true. Okay. That's so the guy that called himself him, Wolfman. <laughs> you heard him guys. You, uh, you drop it in chat and, uh, and we'll make this a solid bet and you guys can uh, also win uh if <laughs> based on who whoever wins yeah and now uh, this will be the true test to see who's actually listening to us still oh there you go <laughs> there you go so i know phone that well he'll be the first one to comment on it that'll be my bet <laughs> he is pretty quick
but uh, all, all right. right, I'll let you go. Um, thank you for making time to come on. I know it's a busy week in between holidays, so I'm happy we were able to get this to work. Um, but before we go, and if you win next week, don't forget, I'm going to make you come back on. So maybe that's, okay. maybe you want to lose, who knows? But before we go, <laughs> before we go into our match, just any final words you want to say before we part? Oh, I don't know. How do you, how do you reverse jinx the reverse jinx king? So, um, yeah, no, good luck. Uh, and I definitely hope that Dalvin Cook is active. Oh, you don't have to worry <laughs> about that. He's, even if he is active, he's going to go out and re-injure his shoulder and give me zero <laughs> points. And it would be even worse than if I didn't have him to begin with. <laughs> Absolutely. There you go. <laughs> Showing me how it's done. Exactly. All right, man. You have a good night and uh, good luck. Absolutely. You too.